1: Everyone who wants to be involved in whichever part they want to be involved in.
2: For more information, go to fnbmelb.noblogs.org.
0: Food Not Bombs is a 3CR supporter. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR with Alana Mountain. I'm talking to a very special person this morning. Her name is Eva Davis-Jones. Uh, she took part in a mass action this weekend across the state for forests. So good morning, Eva. Are you there on the line?
1: Yeah, good morning, Alana. Thanks for chatting.
0: Yeah, thanks for having a chat with me this morning. How are you going?
1: I'm really well. Yeah, I'm just out on uh, Mombot Creek this morning under a beautiful canopy of mountain grey gums and manna gums doing some planting along the creek. So.
0: Wow, that sounds so nice. <laughs> So you're obviously very passionate about the environment and yeah, I was wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about what happened on the weekend.
1: Yeah, so um, on the weekend, um, some new laws came into effect and these are anti-protest laws that affect um, citizen science and, and forest protests and there's been... Um, a huge amount of community opposition to these laws. And so on the day that they came into effect <clears throat> on Saturday, um, almost 200 community members showed up uh, state, like statewide um, to participate in a mass survey action um, to sort of show their opposition. And uh, there was a number of locations across the state where people gathered and um, participated in citizen science to opposed
0: the laws, and yeah, it was a really positive event. That's so great. Yeah, I was with you in Tulangi, one of the locations. I believe the five sites across Victoria were Wombat State Forest, Tulangi, Alberton West, Powtown, Colhoun in East Gippsland, which is pretty incredible. And apparently there was almost 200 people that showed up for forest on that date, which is a really amazing effort from everyone in the community would you be able to tell our listeners a little bit more about what these new laws uh, will look like and what kind of penalties people will face for getting out into the forests?
1: Yeah, so the new laws, um, they basically add to or, in, or increase the, the current laws against um, people protesting um, and entering what's called timber harvesting safety zones. Um, or exclusion zones in around logging operations, and um, it could mean that if you are, um, for instance, detect a threatened species within a zone that's that's been um, had a timber harvesting safety zone put up, then you could be receiving over $11,000 fine, or um, or. Having prohibited items potentially over a twenty two thousand dollar fine and there's there's other additions to um these um, penalties such as restric- restricting people from entering certain areas um, of forest if they are charged with these offences and um potential prison time even
0: Wow, that's so intense. <laughs> and really unjust, you'd think that the the people who are going out looking for threatened species, and often they're finding these species that are slipping through the cracks of government surveys, they should be really, you know, handed an award, not handed fines in this instance, don't you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's. I think, you know, this has come um, as... Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a, a almost national um, trend lately for governments to be putting in place these anti-protest laws, and it really shows the government's lack of priorities that they're
0: choosing to
1: target the people who are trying to send a message rather than um, just acting on these important issues.
0: Absolutely, it seems that instead of penalising the departments or, you know, government logging industry, Vic Forest, that has broken the law time and again, which has been proven through multiple community court cases that have arisen over the past few years as a result of community action. uh, They haven't faced any consequences, but instead, peaceful protesters and citizen scientists are now looking at huge fines and, yeah, potentially you're in jail if they go into a coop and find these critical species that need to be protected. So do you think these kinds of laws and harsher consequences are going to impact people's desire to go out? Or do you think that this weekend is a clear display that, yeah, people just aren't going to stop?
1: Yeah, I don't think that these laws coming into effect has dampened at all the community's spirit and... Um, uh, desire to show up for the forests and um, advocate for, for the protection of the environment at all. Um, I think, if anything, it it really shows that protesting and community opposition to these um, these ways that, pe- that the government's managing the forest is has been effective, um, because otherwise they would be going to the length to try to stop people from having a voice on this issue. So, Mm. uh, yeah, I think um, the event on Saturday really showed that, um, yeah, people are are in good spirits and they're really willing to continue to um, stand up for the forest and, um, yeah, advocate for their protection.
0: Absolutely. And what were some of the things that you found on Saturday, Eva? Because I believe you were there for a day survey and a night survey too.
1: Yeah, so um, the Tulangi Daytime Survey was um, was great. We had about 45 people and it was really just a, a time to do some citizen science. Um, we used the iNaturalist app, so which is a really accessible way for anyone to be participating in citizen science. Um, you know, the night surveys were... Um, looking for threatened species such as the greater glider, and um, that's a really a really common way to protect to protect forests in Victoria because um, they're are a threatened species. But I think um, citizen science generally is really important to monitor and and document all species, and to um, you know learn and um, advocate for biodiversity generally and. ecology and and the forest ecosystem that's really impacted by logging.
0: Absolutely and what are some of the impacts of logging on those more sensitive species that maybe you've seen in your work because I know that you you do a lot of bush regen work and yeah you're really into the plants so could you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah so um, you know there's Wet forest is um, an extremely unique ecosystem and it's an ecosystem that thrives when it's left undisturbed. Um, You know, naturally plants would regenerate after maybe a big tree falls in the forest or there's a a cool fire that goes through the forest, but um, big disturbances like like clear fell logging or um, really hot bushfires Um, really heavily impacts these kinds of ecosystems. And what you see is a regenerating forest that's much drier, um, often less biodiverse and and less resilient to things like climate change. And by looking at um, some of these understory species, you can really see the impacts of logging, um, historic logging and historic fires when there's a real lack of um, older undergrowth species and certain species that are indicators of uh, really wet forest and forest that um, is old and undisturbed. So that was kind of what we were looking for and um, teaching people about in in the day survey. Um, And, yeah, we we had a look at um, some forests that had regenerated from fires, I think, in 1926 fires. And um, you could see that that forest was really at a point where it was starting to become resilient enough to um, hopefully, you know, um, be able to um, be resilient to climate change and things like that. And, yeah, it's sort of, it's really important that we protect those those sorts of forests from logging because um, otherwise... They're only going to be drier and more susceptible to bushfires in the future.
0: So, yeah, that was really positive. That sounds so great. It was a really nice day and it's always beautiful to see the forest in the daytime and learn from other people. And I think that is something people are really enjoying, coming together and meeting people with a wealth of knowledge and sharing what they know about the forest. It's, it's really special and it's such a big aspect of the campaign to save native forests we have witnessed several community court cases over the years where they've heavily depended on community um, activists and citizen scientists to go out there and and keep an eye on the forests and, and document what they are, what they're seeing and it would be devastating if that, you know, wasn't able to continue as a result of these laws. But that isn't the sense that I'm gathering from the community at this point. Nothing is going to stop people getting out there and making sure that we know what's happening in the forests. So if folks want to get involved, Eva, how how would you go about getting involved with a survey in the near future?
1: Yeah, well, there's a number of groups that um, participate in citizen science and host workshops. Um, or nights out doing citizen science. um, Groups such as King Lake Friends of the Forest, uh, Wildlife of the Central Highlands. Um, I know some groups out in the Wombat Forest um, are doing citizen science as well, um, looking for threatened species. So, yeah, um, I'm sure even just looking through the Victorian Forest Alliance website, you'll find different avenues to get out into the forest and um,
0: yeah, be amongst it. (laughs) Amazing. Are you going out to anything this weekend? Yeah.
1: So uh, there's an event this weekend, um, uh, which is a collaboration between a couple of different groups and we're going to, yeah, do a bit of a workshop about um, the logistics of how surveys are undertaken and, and go out and look at some threatened species as well.
0: Amazing. I'll see you there when I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, Eva. We're just going to go to a quick announcement and we'll be back in a moment. All right.
2: You're listening to 3CR, 8.55 on the AM dial. 3CR is about community.
0: You're listening to Dirt Radio with Friends of the Earth. I'm Alana Mountain, Forest Campaign for Foe, and I'm talking to Eva Davis-Jones this morning, a conservationist and forest legend. So, Eva, I've seen on social media this morning, especially on Twitter, a few people getting very excited about a potential budget announcement for forests.
1: Yes, this is um, extremely groundbreaking, historic, news um that we're witnessing right now and um honestly yeah i'm kind of a bit um yeah lost the words
0: yeah um, me too
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> my hands feel very sweaty and i'm we're all waiting very patiently but do you want to share a little bit about what that news may be
1: well um i can't talk on details yet because i don't i don't even know myself but um yeah, it's looking like um, it's looking like they're going to announce the bring forward the transition to end native forest logging, which is um, something that you know has been being campaigned for for a long time now. And so I think we're all bracing ourselves um, to to hear the news because it's going to be a big celebration. Um, yeah, and it's, it's obviously. You know ending native forest logging it's always been um, it's always been like the mi- the minimum that we think that they should be doing for the environment at this point. um so it does feel it's, um, it some in some ways it's the tip of the iceberg when it comes to managing the environment in Victoria, but it's like also a massive a massive step um, for conservation.
0: yeah, absolutely. it's definitely a necessary step and a sensible. Uh, policy for the government to commit to to transition affected workers and to to end this destructive industry where no one is winning at this point we know that the writing's been on the wall for a long time and as you said this has been an issue that's been campaigned on for decades and yeah it's 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 high time that this ends and that we move forward together as a as a unified state rather than a divided state because this issue has been highly divisive and it's, it's extremely emotional for many people on all ends of the spectrum. So really eager to see that budget announcement today and yeah, hopefully forest logging is going to end a lot sooner than we anticipated, which was 2030. And as you said before, this is the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more that needs to be done in order to protect and restore forest ecosystems. And as, you know a conservationist and someone who's out there working with the plants and the environment, what do you think uh, needs to take place in order to see some of these ecosystems recover?
1: Mm, well, um, you know, we are in a biodiversity crisis and there is so many different impacts and threats on biodiversity. Um, forest logging is, is one of those threats and it's one that we can easily solve so it's really it's really positive that finally we're seeing some action um on that front but i think once um once that frontier has been closed there's going to be many others um that open up for for people to be putting their energy into um you know, clearing land clearing on private property and urbanisation and stormwater. I mean, invasive species. The list goes on. And um, yeah, I think conservationists and people researching the environment and um, managing the environment, um, their work's not over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I was actually having a conversation with somebody about this a few weeks ago that in in the history of human existence we've always been struggling for something and we've always been fighting for something and just because we resolve one thing doesn't mean that all the world's issues end and that all environmental issues will end we'll always have to be yeah striving for a better world and making sure that we're continuing to tend to those issues and the landscapes so there's still obviously going to be more work to be done however Ending the logging is obviously a massive, uh, it will be a massive resolution and win for the environment, the climate, water catchments, First Nations justice, uh, the list really goes on. Um, it is obviously going to be a very difficult time for affected workers and uh, logging communities. However, I, I really hope that there will be some really good um, transition support and an adequate transition plan for these people. and. You know, we've always moved through things uh, in the past that still don't—they uh, don't—they no longer serve us as a community. So you know, we we ended the whaling. <laughs> we can transition away from um, industries that no longer serve society and move into uh, more flourishing, community, benefiting industries. So I'm really—I've fa- uh, got a lot of faith that we can achieve that together. Um, I was wondering, Eva. Did you have any stories you'd like to share about your involvement in the forest movement and, yeah, just, like, how you're feeling today reflecting on everything that you've done over the years um, in light of this potential announcement today?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, I got emotional at the thought of um, thinking of all of this the um, experiences I've had in the forest, actually. Um, (laughs) Trust you to make me cry, Lana.
0: Sorry. Um, (laughs) It's good radio.
1: Yeah, (laughs) this is how you know it's good radio. Um, No, I think, um, I mean, one thing that comes to mind was um, one of the first times that I sort of had an emotional reaction to Seen logging happening was in Tasmania, and it should be it should be um, mentioned that logging is still happening in Tasmania, and these this this news won't affect um, the end of logging in Tasmania. So I guess in many ways that's that's still a continuing fight. But um, yeah, one of one of the first times that I experienced logging and had an, an emotional effect on me was in Tasmania, and uh, yeah, I remember standing at night time um, in a logging coop and it had been freshly logged in, there's a, there's a type of timber down there that bleeds red sap when it's cut. And the forest was literally bleeding on the ground. Um, yeah, and that sort of affected my drive, I guess, for, for the last couple of years. And, um, yeah, I guess since then it's been not just a journey in um, learning about the impacts of forests, Logging, but also um I guess ecology generally, and yeah, I've really started to dive deeply into um my in connection with the with the environment and um kind of how I can be more involved in community and how community is um a really powerful way to advocate um for the environment and <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's been been a crazy journey um, being involved in the campaign to end native forest logging. Um, There's many stories, um, sad stories, uplifting stories that we could talk about and I'm sure you've got many as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely been a roller coaster over the years, but I just really want to highlight that that sense of community that you gain through being involved in social justice movements and environmental movements is absolutely critical for this kind of work. And that's the thing that lifts you up. And this weekend was exactly what I needed to be out there in the forest with heaps of people who genuinely love and care for the forest and to experience that, that unity over an issue. Um, It's, it's really empowering and yeah, it's critical for this, for us to sustain the kind of work that we do and we are so emotional about it because obviously we love the forests and we love the earth and we know that beyond that love we actually all depend on the ecosystem services that the forests and the rivers etc provide all of life on earth so it is an extremely emotive uh, topic because we're talking about our future and the safeguarding of our climate and all the critters that call these places home. And I also, you know, have been to Tassie and the devastation down there is so intense. And as we were saying before, just because one, you know, issue may end or be resolved in some form, it doesn't mean that it's all resolved. So do you think that you might move down to Tasmania, Eva, and (laughs) kick up a (laughs) fuss down there?
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um... Look, I'm pretty I'm pretty attached to the Dan Rangers but I do love Tasmania. Um, yeah, I think that I think that this is really just another example throughout history of how people are able to stand up in opposition to something that they feel is wrong and really inspire a better future for everyone. And I think we have we have those people Throughout history, who have been able to to have the courage to stand up for things that they believe are wrong, to thank for so many things, and this is this is definitely one of those things. And I think that people in the future um, will be really happy to be able to have forests that weren't continued to be logged. Um, because, yeah, the fact is that we're 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 facing things like climate change and biodiversity crisis, and um, we really want these ecosystems to be as resilient as possible so that we can have them in the future and so yeah, it's really it's really positive that and and kind of a relief um that we can at least stop clear fell logging them um, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely and speaking of the Dandenongs which you've basically grown up around your whole life that is a protected area and you probably see so many of the benefits of protecting um, you know areas of forest from those invasive and destructive practices so you're witness to that every single day about how an ecosystem can uh, prevail and flourish.
1: Yeah and actually I might just talk on that for for a minute because um speaking of um, the fact that the Dandenong Rangers is protected um, there is actually there is another frontier of um, environmental destruction that is happening right now and that is um, disaster logging and that is separate to um, what we're seeing ending um, in this in this announcement um, because logging is still able to happen under the guise of um, things like fire, management and storm recovery and yeah um departments and um authorities continue to get away with a lot of um clearing of native vegetation even in national parks such as the dandenong rangers national park and um yes yeah, i'm a member of the southern dandenong's land care group and I think it's going to be more important than ever for people, as communities, to be kind of the neighbourhood watch for some of these really important um, ecologically valuable areas. Because just because there's no forest, um, native forest logging anymore, doesn't mean that um, people aren't going to try to get away with seeing our environment as someone something to take resources from so
0: Mm.
1: yeah that's kind of a new frontier when it comes to um, protecting the environment for me
0: well thank you for keeping up the fight Eva and for sharing with our listeners today Uh, you've been listening to Dirt Radio with Friends of the Earth I'm Alana Mountain and thank you for listening you can catch Dirt Radio next week at 9 30 a.m thanks Alana
2: up a parking lot with a pink hotel a boutique and a swinging hot spot don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone they paid paradise put up a parking lot